Welcome back to the Launch Feed Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'll be your host today. I'm here with just Chris. This is a little bit different episode for us. Um, Vince is busy. Life is busy. And today we're just kind of talking about fall. It is fall time for the cool season, guys, especially. This is the time. This is when you want to be getting out there and doing some important things. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, remember we have, we have a store, hop on there, check some stuff out. We got an awesome code for you guys. I'll mention at the end for listening. Appreciate you guys. If you're on the, on the road right now, stay safe. And if you're watching on our YouTube channel, make sure you hit that like button and subscribe. If you like our stuff, we really appreciate that. Do you, do you think anyone's mowing while they're listening to us right now? Yeah, I've never actually considered that. That's probably a really good spot to listen to the Lawn Feed podcast. I should probably try to listen to our own podcast while mowing and see how enjoyable it is. It's but probably, yet, I, I yeah. hate listening to myself, so I'm going to hate it. So You'll hate it, but I'm sure people <laughs> might. So shout out to the people mowing their lawn yeah. while they're listening to the Lawn Feed podcast. If anybody has ever done that, tell us. I would love to hear about your experience. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, let's get right into this. This is just a real casual conversation between Chris and I. We're just talking about fall. So Chris... Or hey, we almost forgot about dad stuff. You almost forgot about the dad Dude, stuff. W's and L's, wins and losses. If you guys don't know, we do this. Um, we'll just quickly go through what uh, what a dad win is and a dad loss for us in the in recent history. So, Chris, why don't you go ahead and give us yours? Yeah, uh, we'll start off with the W, and it'll turn out to be the the L or the, the repercussion of the L, I guess, um, or the L will be a close follow. My, the W is my oldest started kindergarten. Um, we have kept a human alive long enough or he can go to kindergarten. So that's a huge pat on the back to my wife and I. That's super Congratulations. awesome. Hey, we made it. We made it. We only <laughs> so got many more milestones to go. But we'll... <laughs> so, so many. Let's take it where um, you can get it, buddy. But we, but that's a big milestone. Uh, it's something that we've always talked about. And she's like, man, we can't believe, you know, we're, we're X amount of years away from kindergarten. I can't believe it. And then kindergarten's here. It's like, where did the time go? Um, but that was pretty cool. First time being a part of the whole, like, let's and we're close enough to walk to school. So we walked to school along with everyone else who was close enough to walk to school. So it's like the whole neighborhood walked over there together. First day, everyone's dressed up. It's like, it's funny on that everyone dresses up on the first day and then like the second day it's like everyone's in sweatpants and shorts and stuff but picture day's um, done yeah exactly and uh that that whole thing was just a surreal experience um for for us so that that was pretty cool and and a big win um but what came with that was no more nap times uh, that, that he was used to on daycares. And and yeah, we had a five-year-old who's got a younger brother who took advantage of nap time. Um, so we're still in that crew. So, so that was a big change. Um, he, you know, kindergartens go, 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 go. Uh, so by the time Wednesday hit like day two, uh, after Labor Day, tensions were a little high right at that at, at, at the old household where everyone was just kind of on edge not really knowing what to expect and routines right. change and everyone's flipped upside down um tempers flared a little bit and and that's okay that happens but 
you, you know, that that's one of those things where one of the dead L's is just, man, tempers flared, lost it a little bit, but everyone did. Um, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone in that boat, but not alone. It, it, it was a week. We'll just have that. Right. So a lot, a lot happened that week and it was the start of the school season and all of that. And it's just all happens at once, of course. So right. it's fun stuff, good and bad, but mostly good. Did, How I, about I, you, man? I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Um, my my daughter's been at the same daycare her entire life, and she's doing preschool this year for the first time. Well, okay, as you know, the listeners don't know, COVID hit my household again. All of us. Wah, wah, wah. And this time, it wasn't all of us at once. It was one after another, about two days apart. So mm. um, my daughter, or we got it the Labor Day weekend, and my daughter was supposed to start a brand new preschool. And like that Tuesday. That's so tough. she she had to quarantine with us and then she ended up getting it the following Sunday. So she missed her first two entire weeks of her brand new school and then had to yesterday was her first day. Um so I felt terrible for her. You know, she's behind the curve and but yeah. uh she's a social butterfly. She did great. Good. But, um yeah, so it's it's been an adjustment for us, the schedules as well, and like everybody has to wake up earlier, including my my son who still goes to daycare. But um uh, then she also missed her first soccer game ever. Uh, she never played soccer in her life. Had to miss her first two practices or first practice in a game. And then we threw her into her first game this past Saturday and it didn't go well, man. She just hadn't seen a kid her own age in two weeks. Hadn't been to school like everybody else. It was, it was a nightmare, but, uh, I think she's going to do just, just fine. But along yeah. those same lines, my first win. So my son just turned two literally days ago. Woo. And, uh, yeah. And I swear to God, he grew up overnight, like that, that day. And we were at the store the other day and I bought him one of those little the smaller footballs, right? He was just, we were at Dick's Sporting Goods and he was just playing with every ball possible. I couldn't say no. So today he doesn't really, I mean, he throws toys, <laughs> but he's never really thrown balls. And he's sitting there taking the ball with his right hand and throwing it to me and catching it sometimes and i played a game of catch with him like multiple times today and That's it was awesome. absolutely it was awesome it was just like all right this is this is really cool um and then my my loss is same thing as you man i woke up on the wrong side of the bed today um my wife and i work four long days throughout the week and we're off on wednesdays together today's a wednesday and we usually have a full schedule of stuff we need to get done to be productive and I just woke up on the wrong side of the bed today, man. I just didn't have patience for anything. And yeah, you know, I, you know, welcome we to had, the club. I had some unproud par parenting <laughs> moments in, you know, so guess what? But, You're not alone in your boat. Cause I did I, it too, which means that's a sample size two of two, which means other people do it too. Which <laughs> this is cool. doesn't make me feel any better looking back though. You know, but no, it, it, isn't that the know, worst? Isn't that I'll, the worst when you get back and it's like, Oh, I probably should have just been like an ounce more patient with that kid. Right. But the nice thing about talking about it like this though, is I, I can take it to heart and maybe next time think before. And that's the thing. I just don't think I just react and yeah. I've always been that way, but um, it's tough. It is tough, man. It's tough. Routines change and life flips up on, you know, upside down and hundred percent difficult to, to actually think in the moment and that's okay. Yeah. As long as it doesn't happen every time. <laughs> right. I, I, and I stayed up too late last night. I think that was part of it. I just was on little sleep. So I, yeah. I should get to bed here as soon as we're done. I probably that's will actually. That's all but, good. Um, you want to talk hey, some fall fur? Yeah, dude. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk grass. Let's 
and because this is where we thrive, right? This is what we really like it. talking about. We don't like talking about snapping at our children necessarily. <laughs> so let's talk about this. So, hey, what, uh, you know, what are your things you like to do in the fall? Um, you know, that is the time of year for us cool season guys yeah. up in the northern region to thrive. So talk me through your process, man. Yeah, man, we're coming out strong out of summer. I don't know about you guys uh, over in Michigan, but we like we came out um, real like probably in the past like two three weeks, and it, I got to assume it's the same almost everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. We we've been in a drought almost all summer, um, and we've gotten rain. We've gotten the cooler temps. Almost every lawn, even like the fields, are like dark green (laughs) and it looks awesome and it's just like the grass is loving the temps like we've got temps in the low 50s highs up in the 80s like low 80s where you got those huge temperature swings it's like we're we're in prime time Mm -hmm. for us cool season lawns so there's a lot of things going on um a lot of things to think about and by the time this episode airs um, it's probably a little bit too late for like a fall overseeding project, depending on where you're at. Like I, I'm up in Minnesota, you're up in Michigan. Um, it's, it's right. We're defi- kind of early it, in the schedule. For yeah, me. it's definitely too late in our areas. Right. Um, but like if you're if you're in like the central U.S. Um, and and maybe some of the southern parts still in cool season turf territory, uh, maybe out west, you, you you're probably in the middle or in the midst of overseeding um, and, and kind of lawn renovation season. So that's obviously the first thing to think about. Um, and and that that's hit or miss between, you know, what your lawn is looking like and, and you know, what your goals are and things like that. Um, but like for those who are just getting like into it and like, Hey, I just bought a house. I'm just starting to get into X, Y, Z thing with lawn care and kind of taking it to the next level. I, I really got really just too like, foundational must-haves for me and this is just from personal experience right if you don't fall uh fertilize in the fall i think you're missing out big time right fall is that prime time season to get in a cool season lawn anyway this is not the case for warm season or maybe even some grasses in the transition zones but if you don't get your grass the the nitrogen supplements and the the phosphorus, the the potassium, you know, what, what it actually needs and what it's asking for, you're kind of falling behind. And the, the fall is where the, the good lawns and the great lawns are separated from kind of the rest, right? Especially when you come out of that spring and the snow melt and all of those different things. So I, I've always said this, um, and I will continue to say this. I don't really have an opinion. This, and again, this is my personal opinion, but like, doing nothing like doing doing like a a basic four-step fertilizer program and utilizing the fall and the winterizer of like step three and four like for the for the crap that they get for being like kind of just like basic fertilizer programs like if you just go out and do some of those Mm -hmm. that's so much better than doing nothing right and and like this is where i don't really have a preference on what you do in, in terms of what products or brands that you get, just go do something with it. It's got to have a high nitrogen count, right? It, 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 your lawn's asking for it, but go get something that says fall fertilizer or winterizer um, right. and apply it at the right times and read the label and, and, and go out. Um, you'll, you'll thank us later. Um, that, that's, that's the first big one. The, the second one, I've got Kentucky bluegrass uh, and perennial ryegrass. Um, 
primarily in my lawn. And I, I traditionally have that at about three, three and a half inches during the summer. Really like where that's at right now, but that's got to come down. It's got to come down, you know, a little bit, uh, before kind of that first real frost, the first real freeze, um, kind of that last mow should be roughly at about like, you know, I I've always taken it down to like an inch and three quarters, uh, to two, two and a half inches. Um, and if it's anywhere really above that, you, you come at risk with the snow, you know, the weight of the snow, you know, pushing that over, folding it over, just getting killed with like things like snow mold, um, you know, those types of things. And, and just thinking about it from like a height of cut, something that's completely controllable, right? The lawn season's dying down. You know, you might be worn out. Hey, I don't want to go mow the lawn or do all of these things. But just by doing something as simple as that puts you in a, a, a another category in a better space for next season. Um, not dealing with things said you just left your lawn. So, you know, between fertilizing and, and just being conscious of your height of cut and, and how short your grass is, it's a lot of things to kind of consider there, but really easy things that anybody can do. Uh, right. to be in a better spot for next spring. But what, what, what are some of the things that you kind of focus on? There's, there's a lot, the lot, yeah. a lot going on in the fall. There is. I just want to touch on a couple of things that you mentioned though. Um, it, do you, I, I actually, I did the four step program kind of thing for years and I had good results until mm-hmm. I, you know, started doing a soil test and started doing some of that. And I actually, I just put down like, um, like a winterizer fertilizer today. And I calculated out the rate that I was going to put a full bag down. It was going to be over a pound of nitrogen. Yeah. And so I was like, ooh, not cool. And so I actually cut it in half. So I'm put, I put down a half and then I'll, in a few weeks, I'll put it down. And then I'm going to do that. Do you actually do like full heavy doses or do you cut yours in half? Or what, like, what do you like to do? Yeah. So this is something that someone taught me years ago. And it's not necessarily about what's in the bag at the at the time that you should apply it that's advertised for that bag so for example using your oh, example, win- winterizer is probably the last one that you would apply I in a four-step program right yeah and that's cool too. like whatever <laughs> yeah. i like yeah. i'm i'm in the camp i needed just, the potassium you know yeah, yeah it, it's all good but winterizer is going to have more of that other stuff it's not just going to be more like nitrogen heavy it's going to have the other you know items in there um the other macros and and other things in there to help kind of have that last feeding for the winter and what it's about to be prepared for right um this might be the wrong way of looking at it. Um, I've always been taught of, it doesn't matter, you know, really how much you put down in like the fall or anything of that nature. Yeah. You're going to go a little bit top heavy in the fall, but as long as you spread out the total amount in pounds per 1000 over the whole entire year, that's kind of what you should focus in more on. Um, whether that's right or wrong, I don't know, but that's what I've done and seen really, really awesome success from it. So naturally from a sample size of one of one, that's the right thing to do. (laughs) But, um, no, I, I kind of break it up. I, I, I personally like spoon feeding. So I would rather, instead of take, you you know, that whole bag's worth of recommendations and put it down in one application, I would probably split that up into two or three. Right. Um, that's just me though. Right. I have found that granular fertilizer is kind of hard to cut in half or even less to, you know, put that, to put a half a bag down on, uh, 10,000 square feet. Like that's 20 pounds, 25 pounds. Like that's, yeah. that's not a whole lot of 
carrier to go down. So mm-hmm. I find it really hard. And especially if your prill size is not very small, it gets, it gets pretty difficult. Now, I wish Vince was here because you and him have had this conversation multiple times, but talking about potassium in the fall. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these winterizers and fall fertilizers have high potassium because it's supposed to help with like winter stress, right? And sure. prepare for winter. Defense, but, yep. Yeah, but then Vince has mentioned that it can actually cause stuff like snow mold. Do you know what the whole theory is behind that? There's a couple EDU studies on it. Um one in particular that he sent me and I'll have to I'll have to look at it to see exactly which one it was. I thought it was Purdue or maybe Penn State. It's probably Penn State cuz he's in Pennsylvania. Um where there was like a, a case study or something that they did where they they noticed uh, outside of the control group that higher, uh, r- higher rates of potassium were applied and more snow mold happened to be there. Um, whether that was because of the higher potassium rate, sure, I, I think was left undetermined. Um, but yeah, there there is a hot rummer that <laughs> uh, if you apply more potassium out there that you are at a higher risk of snow mold. And I think that goes for, and like really think that goes for anything. If you apply it, it, and this is such a devil's advocate thing of like, Hey, here's what we recommend doing. But then on the other side, if you apply something and it's too much of a good thing, right. You're probably going to have some negative effects um, in, in any category, but I, I don't know enough about it to probably confidently speak sure. on that, but I know that that's, that's definitely a conversation. Um, and there's definitely a lot of studies at it, especially at the extension level. You know, the bizarre thing is I actually, I had one more fertilizer application I was going to do last year, like mid to late October and life just got in the way and I never did it. And it was yeah. going to be like, you know, higher nitrogen, higher potassium. I never put it down and I still got hammered with snow mold. Yeah. So, I got crushed. So I, you know, I, still didn't put down that much potassium in it. So I don't know. I think it was just flavor of the year. I don't know. It's just, it happened, man. It just let you know, things happen. Sometimes you can't explain them. We'll blame but, it on the uh, great lakes. They were just, it was the, the lake effects now. <laughs> Dude, it's really funny. You mentioned that because uh, at work we've had some technical issues with some of our um, equipment and we've had like people flowing from other countries, to try to fix it. And they've like literally said, Oh, it's Lake Michigan. And we're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, because we're close to Lake Michigan, anyways. Yeah, um, hundred percent. So you asked me what I like to do for fall. Um, so first thing is, I actually got hit with like grubs last year, mm. and I, that was last year was the first year that like army worms were really on my radar. Everybody was talking about them last year because they were bad, right? Yeah. Um, they usually don't make their way up to Michigan. It's kind of far, um, far north for them to go. But you know, I was out in my lawn and at nighttime, and I was finding these things and i thought maybe they were but I, I don't think they were i think they were or they were just grubs but uh, like sod web worms or something but they they chewed up some of my turf and i did a lot of like renovation stuff last year so a lot of that grass was was newer and so the the roots didn't have a whole lot to give for these little right. critters to chew on and so i think that led to maybe some of the damage and the snow mold did the rest of it that's what required my spring um mini renovation in my front lawn um, which I battle that front lawn every year. I'm sure I'll do it again next year. Um, but so I, I guess what I'm saying is don't rule out, uh, critters in your lawn because I didn't see mine till late. It was like late September, early October. And I started finding these things and 
Um, there wasn't visual damage quite yet, but there was beginning to be. And then I think it weakened the turf and oh, yeah. the, the harshness of winter just took over at that point. So be scouting. Don't don't let your guard down there. Even though we treat for them typically late spring, early summer, you know, to prevent that's uh, uh, it's a whole different cycle. Right. So, I mean, what you treated for back then, it's not necessarily still treating. So if you still need to go out there and do some after afterthought you know treatments to get rid of what you already have or if you want to put down sport preventative stuff like that's an option too but uh, don't write those off i just saw a post about someone was posting about it today i, th- I think it was um if you mow you know or if you mow yeah andrew over here he's up over in my neck of the woods um he just got hit with them oh i saw that yeah he had yeah. a ton of them yeah. and, he, and i know he just did an overseeding project too so he's probably in the same exact boat where it's like that less mature turf and it's just it's just a headache man and you just forget about it sometimes um yeah. but they're still there they're still chilling i i actually have some product i'm gonna put down <laughs> just to make sure i don't have that issue this year so i'm playing it safe um because i've been burned once before and i'm not gonna do it again no um, so it's too um, soon too and soon now the next thing that i like to talk about is watering uh you mentioned mm. how we're finally getting rain everything's greening up even your neighbors look like they have a halfway decent lawn now because they finally got some water on it right yep. um and then same thing like with you say start to lower your height of cut down right i've been noticing i mean i've been watering because i did a overseed project and stuff but i've been dialing that back and i've been trying to dry my lawn out on days that i mow um mm-hmm. so it's not getting wet and clumpy and like today, for example, I went out there at almost two o'clock in the afternoon to mow and it was still damp. Like it just, things are not drying out. The heat's not no. there. It's cloudy. Um, we got some rain yesterday. So everything was still like more wet than just irrigation wet. Uh, so by lowering your height of cut down, that's going to help everything dry out a little more too. You have less canopy and shade. So that'll help uh, what sun you do have dry everything out. But uh, <clears throat> be very conscious of how much water you're putting down. I mean, it is cool season, um, a growing season, right? This is your lawn still going to start growing, whether oh, yeah. you are watering or not. Mother Nature is going to be helping more than it was two months ago or a month ago. So um, be conscious of that. And don't be like me. Call If you get your sprinklers like blown out like for winterization, I always wait way too long. And then I call the guy. I have a guy that doesn't. He's great. And he comes over like whenever I ask him to. But like, I always like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need it. I'm going to need it next week or then a week after. And I never do. Like those weeks, I don't even use my irrigation. So just be conscious of that winterization of uh, your sprinklers if you're far north like us and you get you get that issue. So be thinking about that. Frigid cold. Oh, man. Frigid you, that, cold. Last thing you quick. want, guys, is coming have quick. to tear up your lawn to repair pipes and you know replace valve boxes and all that stuff like that's cross my fingers you know, knock on wood i've never had to really deal with any issues with that but uh make sure you get your sprinklers blown out some people say they don't do it and i'm just like how have you survived that this long without having a massive out. problem but I, I know out. some people that never do it man in michigan but, yeah get yeah. the no i yeah. don't buy it those yeah. guys aren't, yeah, they're, they, they must have some like natural drainage where it, or they got super deep buried pipes. I don't know what it is, but like, 
man, <laughs> yeah. no, Dude. that doesn't check out. I've been I, here for I, way too long to know that that doesn't check out. I had somebody at work tell me that, and I looked at them, and I was like, you do what? If you don't <laughs> blow your pipes out and you're north of Missouri, email us immediately, because I have questions. And we, I have a guy that'll drive down there and do it. It's <laughs> unreal. Yeah, we know yeah. a guy. That was so, so guy. surprising. But hey, I, I, I mentioned I did a little, I did a fall overseed. Um, I'll just quickly go over what I did. I did a, just a dethatch and I put down, I introduced some tall fescue into my lawn. Um, you know, I had those thin areas, especially in the front. And then my, my dogs destroy my backyard. And then my side yard is always struggling. So um, I did that. I'm hoping to not have to do any kind of like overseed next year. I would just like to be able to just not have to do a project in the fall. That would be absolutely awesome. I'll still have to repair all my dog spots in the backyard, but that's an every year thing. But if I can avoid doing the other sides of my, of my yards, I'd, I'd really, really like that. What, what did you do this year? Uh, I started with a spring seed, which I would never recommend to anybody. Um, went through summer dormancy, which is fun. And then I capped off my backyard with an overseed project as well. And I'm in the same boat. I hope I never have to do another project again. But two projects kind of bookending the year, it's not great. But I learned something today. And it's called dormant seeding. I shouldn't say I learned this. It's a concept up here. And it it's I don't know enough about it to really speak all too confidently of it. Sure. But it, it's effectively what it sounds like. You drop seed when your grass is dormant. And the idea is that the snow melt up here in the springtime, you're using that to effectively beat out the degree days that like outcompete the weeds. So like all of the, the degree days that you effectively have it's over 55, you're going to get more germination time and effectively it's going to be a good situation. Now, germination percentage is probably going to go down as you would probably expect, but you're going to have kind of a successful kind of patch seeding. Now you wouldn't do that for like a bare period, but like for someone who's trying to like overseed or do something like that, it's becoming more of a more of a popular option, which is yeah, actually something super interesting. So I've got a couple areas that didn't come in all too thick uh, in the um, in the overseed deal. So I'm going to try to maybe do that, but we'll see. You know, it's really it's really interesting that you mentioned that because I I overseeded on the lighter side of you know pounds per thousand of seed that I put down, and uh, and I have probably twenty pounds of seed left. So maybe I'll. There you go. You know, I mean, I can try it out. I can definitely just do some patch spots, but maybe I'll do a little experiment. It's only money. Because I I definitely know what what areas are (laughs) what areas are thin and what areas always struggle. So maybe I can try to get ahead of the game. And as you know, man, like that ground is soggy for the longest time after snow melts, right? Oh yeah, dude. And then you get the then you get the little random snow and sleep mix and then the freeze again and then it melts. So And then we join the rest of you guys in like June. Yeah. Vin- meanwhile, Vince is already in the prime down in South Pennsylvania. He's, gosh, remember, do you remember in the spring yeah, where he was like, I, I did like my 18th mow and you're just like, I shoveled I'm, today. I'm, I'm sitting in knee deep snow. So yeah. get bent. Yeah, lucky but guy. You want to know what is fun though? What's we that? have a sweet promo code on our website uh, for anyone still listening. And it's called Brad15. If you type in Brad15, you will receive 15% off any merchandise item, all of your order, store-wide. Brad15, apply it at checkout to receive the discount. So go over to thelawnfeed.com, 
click on the shop or go directly to shop.thelawnfeed.com and shop away and elevate your mowing shirt. And that is B-R-A-D-1-5 for everybody listening. Brad is kind of an inside joke. Actually, Jordan last week was on our show, and as soon as we got done recording, he goes, who's Brad? (laughs) Brad is Brad. You know who Brad is. He is your neighbor who you compete with. And he he's is called Brad. fictional neighbor. He's the he's my imaginary friend who I talk to by myself. <laughs> Everyone's got him. Don't even yeah. com- don't even think you don't. Yeah. But I that's created my a Kevin buddy. this year. I need to bring Kevin back for another something. Yeah, Kevin's Kevin's my my neighbor that doesn't know much. But, but anyways, this, this has been constructive, man. This has been kind of fun just chatting. This is oh yeah, kind of like kind of like doing a live kind of thing. Just we're just two dudes talking about what we're doing. With our lawns, mindless so. talk show about lawns and being dads. Meanwhile, Vince is the one that should be talking about all this, and he's not here. But that's okay. It's all good. It's all, it's good. all good. We're just a couple of dads that like to take care of our grass. But hey, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for watching on uh, YouTube. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe button. Uh, be safe, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. All right. Bye bye.